health information from experts, supported by research. From University of Utah Health, this is thescoperadio.com. For patients who have lost a limb, phantom limb pain is a very real and very painful condition. And what exactly is it and how is it treated? Today, we're joined by two specialists who really treat this kind of condition. Dr. Colby Hansen, he is director of amputee program at the Craig H. Nielsen Rehabilitation Hospital, and Spencer Thompson, a doctor of physical therapy and a board certified specialist in neurological physical therapy, specializing in the treatment of amputees. Now, when we're starting to first kind of understand what phantom limb pain is, why don't we go with that question to begin with? Dr. Hansen, what exactly is phantom pain? Phantom pain is the perception of pain in a limb that has been amputated. So for someone who has lost their leg, they may still feel painful sensations as if they are coming from the missing leg, the missing foot, the missing ankle, uh, etc. What exactly causes that? Correct me if I'm wrong, there's there's no nerves there to be creating that pain, is there? Well, it's a good question. Pain signals obviously tra- have to originate from the site of pain and then travel through the nervous system up to the spinal cord and then up to the brain. And in our brain, we have essentially a map uh, that represents signals that pertain to, to every part of our body. And so even though we may have lost a limb, we haven't lost that map in our brain. And so it can still perceive signals going to that part of the brain, which may be then perceived as coming from the missing part of the body. Um, In addition to that, the residual nerve in in the remaining part of the limb that would have gone to that part of the limb is still there. And it can also send signals originating from from there up to the brain, which can be perceived as pain. And how severe, I guess, is this pain? Well, it can. It's very different from person to person. You know, there are some people who may not feel pain, but they may feel the sensation of their limb. We call that phantom limb sensation. And and then there are people who may have very severe phantom limb pain. And then there are going to be those who have perhaps only very mild or very intermittent phantom pain experiences. I wanted to shift over to um, Spencer Thompson. Spencer, when you work with these patients, as an outsider, it's a little confusing, right? If, if someone has a twisted ankle, a physical therapist works on that twisted ankle, right? In this situation, it seems more that there is a neurological, almost perceptual type pain happening. How exactly, as a physical therapist, do you help patients with this condition? I think understanding first how frequent it's happening for them gives understanding to how to best treat it. But one of the ways that I found that's an easy way, it's not medication, so it doesn't really have any systemic effects on the patient, is something called mirror therapy. So like Dr. Hansen talked about, that pathway, that, that map is already in their brain, right? And sometimes that system gets ramped up where it feels like, you know, sometimes feel like people feel like their foot is twisted or kind of contorted in a certain position or they get those zaps of pain because they don't have that part of their, that part of their leg is missing. What we want to do is train the brain in a sense that that part of their limb actually can move with, without pain. And the way we do that is with a mirror. 
Is it like a special mirror or like some no, like no? Like, okay, no, I, I you know I tell people like just buy a door mirror at sure. Walmart, right? Like for fifteen right. bucks or whatever. Sure. Okay. But what, what you do is you put that mirror in between your legs, and you can do this with an arm as well, right? But you want to, in a sense, block your amputated side. Okay. And the mirror, so it's going to show the reflection of the intact limb, whether that's the arm or whether that's the leg. When I teach this to patients, what I tell them to do is their whole focus needs to be on the reflection of that intact leg. So it's kind of that reflection is covering the leg, like their amputated side. So it looks like when they're looking over there, like say the left leg is amputated. I have the mirror on that left side, but it's showing the reflection of my right leg in that mirror. So when I'm looking in the mirror, it looks like that's actually my left leg. Oh, wow. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So then what I do, what we tell patients, since I work a lot with more lower limbs, so I'll just describe what you do for lower limb, but it would it could be the same for upper limb type of thing. But I tell them, I want you to keep your whole focus on that, that mirror of that reflection of the intact limb, right? Because we want to train your brain that that is there, that it can move without pain. And then I teach them, you know, to move that ankle up and down, you know, move it in and out, move it through circles in all directions, you know, spell the alphabet with that ankle, kick the leg in and out, move the hip up and down, in and out, just kind of any type of movement like that, that it can be moved through a pain-free movement. You're sending signals to the brain that that leg can move without pain. The leg that that is not there. The leg that is not there, but by looking at that reflection, you're sending input into the brain, telling that the brain that that leg can move without pain. I mean, you could try it yourself, even if you're not an amputee. It's it's a little trippy at first. And when a patient's tried, they're like, oh, that feels so weird. But it's cool. And the biggest kicker with it is it's it takes consistency. Like anytime you're training the brain for something, right? It takes a lot of repetition. It takes consistency. It takes effort. And so um, you know, there's research out there, some research, there's more research studies that need to be done to continue to prove efficacy of this. But like protocols that I recommend is doing it for five or 10 minutes every day for like, you know, four to six weeks. And people that I've seen that have committed to that, you know, there's a variety of results. Some people it doesn't work. Some people it does. Some people feel like the edge of their phantom pain is taken off or they feel we call it telescoping, like the, the, the phantom pain may be on the distal end of their leg, like in their foot. But sometimes like they're taking that, sometimes that pain travels up. So it's not necessarily in their foot. It kind of travels up a little bit and it's not as intense. And some people, it helps out quite a bit. Or if they have an intense phantom pain session, they do it and it just kind of like melts that pain away. But biggest thing I would say is, I, you know, I talk to people I'm like, oh, have you tried mirror therapy? And like, oh yeah, I tried it. It didn't work. And when I kind of explore a little bit more, I find out that they haven't really done it on a consistent basis. They've, you know, tried it four or five times and didn't really maybe have the effect they wanted. And so they stopped doing it. And so my biggest thing, it was like, if you really want to see if it works, give it a shot, but be consistent with it. You know, shoot for every day, put a timer on your phone for five minutes and be consistent with it and see what happens. Now, Dr. Hansen, I don't know, I guess I'm just a bit of a layperson here, but like a $15 mirror that you can get at a big box store can significantly help with your pain. What exactly is happening, I guess, in the brain, in the nerves with this therapy to have it work? Yeah, it's a good question. I, I, I think the, the simplest made a, may, way to maybe try to conceptualize 
what's going on here is, you know, we have obviously five senses, right? Touch, smell, taste, and, and vision is is one of our strongest senses and drives some of that that pathway to that part of the brain represented by that missing limb. Uh, I think we can start to replace some of those pain signals going there with healthy, normal feeling, normal movement type of signals going there. You know, when, when we can have this visual input that's looking as if we, we we're looking at our, our missing limb and, and that it's there, and if we can harness that input, which is very strong, to then do some of those things that Spencer is mentioning, you know, move the move the limb, move the phantom limb through the mirror um, in these different ways and kind of re not reconnect, but sort of drive some of that that pathway to that part of the brain represented by that missing limb. Uh, I think we can start to replace some of those pain signals going there with healthy, normal feeling, normal movement type of signals going there. Now, Dr. Hansen, say there is a listen who has either they themselves have an amputated limb or there's a loved one with an amputated limb and they are dealing with some of this phantom sensations, phantom pain. Where do they start? Is it a general practitioner? Is it a specialist? Is it you know, a physical therapist, um, if they need some help, where do they go? Yeah, good question. I, I would say the place to go is um, high-level rehabilitation center that sees a lot of these complex types of patients. There may be some sort of small community rehab centers that, that don't see this very often. So usually at bigger centers, not just academic medical centers, although most academic medical centers, you know, should have the expertise. Um, I am a rehabilitation physician, and uh, but not all rehabilitation physicians do amputee care. Um, sometimes orthopedic surgeons may do amputee care and do, you know, a, a very good job. Uh, but I, I would say you, you start by looking for uh, a large medical center that, that sees and treats complex rehabilitation types of patients. And then likely you'd be plugged into a, hopefully an, an amputee clinic um, in, our, in our institution run by, uh, by myself as a rehabilitation doctor, but also that incorporates other expertise like physical therapy or uh, rehabilitation psychology um, et cetera. So Spencer, for a patient who might be dealing with this kind of pain, what is something that you tell either them or their loved ones about what they can expect with working with a physical therapist to treat this condition? PTs, I think sometimes people think we're just mean people. <laughs> we just like to, you know, we have this tagline, of like PTs, it stands for pain and torture. But I mean, yes, it does take work and sometimes pain, you know, just like working through anything to, to improve. But we're here as huge advocates for you. You know, we're on your team. PTs, are, our goal is to help improve your daily function and mobility and to get you back to living life into its fullest. And so I would say for patients, give yourself some grace, some compassion. You've been through a lot. Your body's been through some significant changes. Just take a minute and breathe and just acknowledge all that you've been through and all the, you know, I tell all patients, like, I think the media sometimes does the amputee population a disservice in some aspects because we see 
all these Olympians that are doing these amazing things, which is awesome that they are. But people sometimes have this expectation of, oh, once I get my prosthetic limb, I'm going to be out running, you know, doing all these amazing things. But the media doesn't also show the phantom limb pain that people experience or just the different trials that they do experience. And so don't compare yourself to what's shown in the media. Like just take it a day at a time. You're going to have good days. You're going to have days that are harder, but just be patient with yourself and just know that day by day, it's going to get better. There is hope. There's help out there. There's great resources. You know, we run an amputee support group here through the University of Utah that I run. Um, There's a company called the Amputee Coalition. There's support out there. You're not alone in this. So talk to other people that get it. Talk to professionals that understand. And I think just build your team around you that can help support you and be patient and give yourself grace in this healing process. Have a question about a medical procedure? Want to learn more about a health condition? With over 2,000 interviews with our physicians and specialists, there's a pretty good chance you'll find what you want to know. Check it out at thescoperadio.com.